warmest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching, where we help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen for your children to become amazing and successful human beings. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me this week is... Hi, I'm Helen. I'm currently teaching reception year one children at a tiny school in Buckinghamshire. Hi, I'm Toria Bono. I'm a year four teacher at a very large junior school, and I'm also the host of the podcast Tiny Voice Talks. And today we are exploring science learning outcomes with this week's folktale from Indonesia. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Wrong Side of a Giant. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you sign up as an epic educator, you'll also get a copy as an ebook or paperback illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul, as well as the full audiobook for you to download at any time, and even some tips for telling the story yourself. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen and Toria and... Tutamu, the giant, and the mum. I, f- I forgot the mum yesterday. Uh, Don't forget, forget her. She's quite quite crucial in the story. Um, and we are going to be looking at some science. Let, let's start at the higher end of the school with this one. So ages 7 to 11. Um, Toria, what science did you unpick from Tutamu's tale? Well, I think the obvious one is very much about plants and growing and what plants need and so on. I think that's a really obvious one. The one, though, mm. that I would be fascinated in is more to do with digestion and yes. chewing. Yeah. Because the giant did and comments <laughs> on, on you know on chewing the fact that actually he needed he was going to chew next. He was going to chew her next time. Yes. Yeah. And actually what does what why? Why did the giant say that? And I think you could just start that as a really good scientific investigation for Key Stage 2. Why did the giant say that? What did that giant hope to accomplish? Mm. It does does sound slightly gruesome. You know, let's (laughs) chew chew the girl rather than just eat a hole. But actually... You know, what What are the purposes of chewing? Why do we chew? Why is it important? And actually, then you can look at the whole teeth, digestion, everything mm. to do with digestion and the stomach. And I think the stomach's an interesting one as well. We come back to our original conversation about, you know, yes. how what a giant stomach would look like. <laughs> but actually, what does our stomach look like? What does digestion look like? Because people always assume digestion just equals stomach. But there is so much more. It's the whole system. Whole system. There is. The thing I find a lot of people kind of um, miss sometimes is the position of the stomach as well. People always think of the stomach being in the belly, um, but it's Mm. it's not. It's you know barely halfway down you. Um, There's a lot more to go through before you get to there. So that would be you know I would start off with why was the giant going to chew her next time? Yeah. And then go into, I, I, I'd actually hand it out to them, okay, if we want to investigate this, what do we need to find out? And then actually get, you know, get them to identify what they needed to learn and focus on in order and, and investigate mm. in order to actually develop their understanding. So we would end up doing a whole investigation around the digestive system. I mean, this, this is a bit, um, maybe a bit grim, but going along that, it would be interesting to look at the different the different functions of the different teeth. And, yes. you know, we were saying about carnivores and herbivores yeah. and omnivores, <laughs> yeah. which of the teeth is uh, you're going to need to um, most effectively yeah. eat, 
eat a small child. <laughs> and interestingly, when you look at a giant's teeth in books, they don't often look like they've got a ton of canines. They don't actually, do they? Just, no. Yeah. So actually, does it lend itself to eating young girls well? No, it's, it's better off being a vegetarian. <laughs> very, very good at mashing. You're probably not going to need to bite something in half if you've got a mouth large enough to just That's chuck true. a small child into it, yeah. I guess. There you go. Sold that mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's no, really? But actually, do they have a idea? And you could extend that further by different digestive systems and mm -hmm. so on you know you could do all sorts around digestion and do giants have different digestive systems and if they do what would what how would we design that yeah um i guess it can't be as acidic as usual if tutumu was able to wallow around in it for a little while that's true um, i do wonder though because because um obviously you're talking about this being a, a science investigation that leads them to examine the digestive system more but is there is there a way you're planning to approach it then that prevents them just saying, oh, well, he, he wants to chew to make sure that she's not able to wander around and stab him in the stomach with a hairpin? Oh, I'm one of these teachers that will throw things out but know exactly where I want to go. So okay. in, basically, I would say that to the, I would ask the children, but then through my questioning, I would lead them to the learning and I'm sure you do the same Helen I'd lead them to the learning that I actually I've already planned because I know exactly mm -hmm. what I want to do oh, with you. the science it may take us a while to get there yeah it might there. take us a while but the, and, and then that <laughs> child usually in the early yeah, years to be honest that child comes up with the, and you oh yes that's such a good idea let's do that I've never thought of that, <laughs> thought of that oh before. my goodness oh, what a great idea but I think anyone <laughs> that starts a conversation with their class with you know sort of a question has always got to have planned out the outcome initially because you you want mm. but the, the its research has shown that the more children feel that the planning of something has come from them the more engaged they are with it and the more they empowered yeah. they feel with it so actually if they Absolutely. don't feel like oh we're learning the digestive system because mrs bono's told us to actually if yeah. they feel oh we're doing this because we're discovering this it, it really engages it, it's it changes the atmosphere within the classroom and that's what we want to do we want children to be active learners for, as soon as they start, start school in reception right the way up to the moment they leave school we want them to be active learners who are fully committed to the learning process and that's why I like starting with questions and I have no doubt that's one of the things that makes storytelling work so well yeah. because yeah. they are in a story, they're creating it in their own head, they, they've got total investment of their imagination in the tale and they don't realise that they're learning. So when, when you start um, moving on to a discussion about you know what, why the giant is going to chew next time, what his teeth look like, etc., they're still in the world of the story. They, they think we're just having fun still. You know, This is turning a scientific investigation into something they actually really want to do absolutely and i've got i've got visions okay now of of the project being to help the giant he needs some new dentures um, because <laughs> nice. his teeth are not working so actually what do they look like what kind of teeth is he going to need because then mm. you've got you know you're actually doing the giant a favor yeah. um, as well well, he's part of the family now, so yeah, you can see Tutmu and, and her mum helping him out. And actually, again, what you could develop into with all of this is a healthy diet. And why, yes, yeah. you know, why Tutumu was so hungry, etc. What was she getting? What, you know, what was she lacking? 
from the diet that she and her mum were having actually mm. what did she need and so on so i think again there's there's so much that could be done with you know healthy eating digestion and of course helen teeth regarding the diet <laughs> in fact helen you've been agreeing with toria so much all the way through there i i wonder is is there a different direction you're taking us with the ages four to seven or is it just a a, a different slant on the same similar similar kind of idea i mean the digestive system doesn't officially come into the key stage one curriculum but there's no reason why you can't have a look at it mm. um when the story lends itself to it so i just thought it would be interesting to look at i think we've, we've talked a lot about the giant stomach over <laughs> over the course of this story um but i thought it'd be interesting the journey the journey through <laughs> through the giant <laughs> um were she to stay in her just stay in his stomach what it would be like to go all the way through the digestive Ooh, oh, system okay. <laughs> Ooh, lovely um, yeah lovely <laughs> and you can do this again I've, I've only ever taught early years so i haven't got a lot of experience of teaching the digestive system but i know there's lots of ways you can very um use lots of models and things oh, for how can. the digestive system works so mm. and then a little literacy link because we love our literacy links probably again sort of year two onwards writing from Tutumu's point of view of her journey through the giant um, using the scientific knowledge they have hopefully gained. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have to ask, how is she getting out in this journey? <laughs> I guess it depends on what the teacher <laughs> wants to include in their list. Of <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the comfortability suppose, aspect. Yeah. Yes, you, you fortunately do have her hairpin as a get out quick yes. clause or so get, get out early clause if you need it. Yeah. <laughs> and did you have something on plants as well? Um, I didn't actually, but it's definitely a um, definitely something that you you look at definitely. Um, okay. I should probably have said more on that because year four and year six both have plants and growing as part of you know part of the curriculum, and actually I think it's it's such an important thing for to to, to put in there. And I probably should have said more on plants, but I got rather obsessed with digestion. Well, we have loads of farming stories. Um, these are folk tales and yeah. <laughs> they, they come from the folk and food was so important to people. That's why we often find um, discussions about food and plants and, you know, where where food comes from and, and the money aspects as well. You know, these are all very common things to find in folk tales. Um, so, yeah, I, th I think we'll let you off the hook with that one, Toria. Yeah, actually just <laughs> thinking um, it would link in well with the Enterprise Project that I talked yes, about with regards yes, to maths. Yeah. So you could actually have it as part of the, the Enterprise Project ensuring that they're growing them well and actually what lends itself to growing them better That's and so point. on, looking at different soils, you know. So I, I do yeah. think it could be linked into there, but I, I, I personally would really want to look at this digestive system and teeth. <laughs> so going, going back to the enterprise idea and the fair trade idea, mm. it'd be interesting if when the children, if you were able at your school to, to grow vegetables and care for them and get them out of the ground, if you then paid the children as it were the equivalent of what a farmer yeah. wherever our food comes from um is oh. paid and just see if they get that especially the older the old years the, the younger years probably won't get the link but hopefully the old years yeah. go what <laughs> yeah this is all i'm getting paid for my carrots um after <laughs> everything i've done so i really like carrots carrots come into yeah, I, <laughs> it's a sign of a horse owner there definitely mm. yeah i buy a lot of carrots <laughs> each each week um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they could make that link, you know, after yeah. all of their toil 
I mean, it's obviously a very long-term project, but if you were able mm. to do it after their toil and caring for the plants and digging up the plants, if they could see, actually, that's not a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So again, looking at it from the fair trade perspective. Yeah. yeah. That's all we have time for today, folks, and indeed this week. If you try out any of these ideas, or if you'd like us to help you teach a topic you are soon to cover with your young learners, feel free to let us know on social media using at teachhappily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. We'll be back next week so Tutamu and the Giants can help us plan lessons in geography, design and technology, art and music. Right now, though, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So... Cheerio! And we hope to hear your story soon!